The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. show i'm brandon and as i pull into park in the garage with me is tony shab we've made it we've reached our final destination put the parking brake on because we have arrived yes uh that we have arrived at uh the final episode of the first season of night rider the exploits of a man in his talking car um so here we are we did it 22 episodes this final one being called short notice. Hmm. An interesting way to end the season on such short, short notice, notice here. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Michael picks up a hitchhiker who's looking for her daughter when he defends her from a couple of bikers from the Satan's Stompers Motorcycle Club he ends up charged with second-degree murder himself. All right. This is directed and written by Robert Foster in his only directorial credit. Uh, starring David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulhare, Trisha McPherson, William Daniels, Robin Curtis. Oh yeah! Welcome, Savick. Yeah, the second, the second Savick. Uh, That's right. Star Trek three and four. Yes. So uh, here she is in Knight Rider, uh, pre Star Trek. I would, I believe, yeah, because uh, Savick was in eighty two's Wrath of Khan. So she right. was on her way to replacing Kirstie Alley, uh, William Smith, Sandy McPeak, Dennis Berkeley, Jordan Clark, Gail Fisher, David Hess. Yes, David Hess from Last House on the Left is here. It is. And Brittany Wilson. So, Tony. Yo. Small town. Again. Bikers. Again. Single mother Michael helps. Again. Kidnapping a child? New? Yeah, I I would say so. I mean, I I feel like they, you know, that's... it feels recycled on the surface. That's it's also important to note that this is one of the few episodes this season that focused on maybe the only episode that focused the main plot point on Michael helping himself. Usually it's someone else is in a jam and Michael and Flag have to come take care of business. But yeah, this Michael gets put in a weird situation mm-hmm. after picking up a hitchhiker, as one does, especially it's so funny. I mean, you know, he sees uh, not only any hitchhiker, a lady hitchhiker. And yep. he literally, as he pulls over with Kitty, goes, oh, my. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's the, the skeeviest of all skeeves here. So but uh, but yes, of course, he finds himself in trouble as only Michael Knight can. He sounds like <laughs> he, 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 he sounds like the guy 
of the bonus features for Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, talking about how he gets to share his first love scene on film with Robin Curtis. <laughs> oh, Robin Curtis! I'm like, who? Okay, I only know her from Star Trek stuff. Like, what the? Right. Okay. Yes. It's a very, it's a very deep genre cut, but okay. <laughs> um, I did note that there were some um, sick bass licks in this score. Um, I noticed that it was like very bass like driven. We definitely go out on a high note on the soundtrack option, yes, because yeah. all the background music is very kind of funky. We get a couple right. of well-known songs in here as well. They definitely pumped up the uh, pumped up the budget for this so, one, I think. So, Tony, they played Night Moves in yep. this episode, but not the one called Night Moves from a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yes, that's they right. had the rights to use the music, and they used it in the one called Shortcuts. And not, maybe they felt, uh, I don't know, maybe they felt like it was too, that 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 was too on the nose. I don't know. But I, mean, uh, I know one was spelled with a K night, but come on. <laughs> I just. You're right. You're not wrong. Uh, the other was Sweet Home Alabama got used in a country bar with, you guessed it, correct, Confederate flags all Ooh, over the place. Oh, boy. It very interesting. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Choices were made, you know, it's, it's the eighties. I'm not saying yeah. forgive everything, but, yeah. uh, you it, know, it is 80s, what it is. It's it's in that period where like the honky tonks are going to take, are taking over disco. That's where we're at. Like urban cowboy. We've gone yep. from like, yeah, we were gone from Saturday night fever Travolta to in to urban cowboy Travolta now. And that's where right. And this is where Confederate uh, paraphernalia was probably mm -hmm. considered very kitschy at that point before anybody was taking it too seriously. Yeah, I mean, it was Dukes of Hazard was you know the General right. Lee. I was I was splattered all over that show, um, and yeah, that's where Knight Rider is bringing it in with. Um, in this episode, is the part of the the place where he's staying at, which this one deals with. Uh, the basic plot line is there's this mother, and uh, she apparently had a child with her ex-husband who's a not a good person and mm -hmm. shocker yeah, friend, yeah. Friend, friend with hillbillies and bikers or whatever and uh kidnaps their daughter and he's gonna help the mom go back to try to get her but she's kind of she kind of is like okay you can help me michael but i'm gonna do things on my own when i have to and kind of screws things up a bit more uh with it but uh yeah it's it's uh got a lot of like i don't know there's there's michael and this really intense actor that i know i've seen in some other stuff um going at it face to face a lot but and you get these interiors like every house interior in night rider has like a deer head on the wall and like horns of course like. <laughs> but um yeah we do we i mean we get to see stuff like kit yeah, there's an ejector seat that we get to see uh, jump over a fence and stuff. And he's got a dashboard with like a full command center. Um, I did note that there was one time where Kit auto, he went on auto and we actually like saw like this angle of the command center. And then we saw like the accelerator go down on its own. And it felt like we, they've never really showed us like the inner workings of Clint or Clint uh, Kit going by itself yes that one yes that that shot i believe has been used maybe just once or twice very okay. sparingly okay. which they they do have a tendency to reuse a lot of shots and jumps and mm -hmm. things like that but but yes you're right that was used very sparingly we also see 
um, a, a good amount of time when the young girl, the the young daughter, is in the car alone with Kit. Oh, yeah, and there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a time where Kit has to drive her, and there's a lot of like you can see the wheel turning on its own and things like that. So yeah, there's definitely mm-hmm. uh, an increase in his autonomous functions, or at least the the visual representation of that in this right. episode. Yeah, definitely. And there's like honky tonk barin that's like kind of had some Night Rider greatest hits here in this episode. Uh, yes, that's right. Out. Um, and I and uh, they they do. Um, I did notice uh, Robin Curtis and Michael or David Hasselhoff do not buckle up in the car ever. They're always on seat belted. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It just really stood out to me this episode. I'm sure he's Michael Knights never wore a seatbelt, but um, yeah. So we have this outlaw type villain. So of course we randomly wind up in this like desert movie town. For the finale with a shootout it's a very yeah it's a really weird set uh yeah and and i was trying to identify i can't find anything in the mm-hmm. trivia or the notes but it really like when yeah so when they end up in this town i mean literally like like you said desert yeah. old west there are tumbleweed like i think at one point uh i think at one point natalie kicks she, she kicks a tumbleweed away mm-hmm. uh and then they, they go into a shop where Michael's talking to the daughter and he's like, you want ice cream? La la la. I'm like, how is this a functioning shop or whatever? Like this seems yeah. like an old, you know, like a, but I felt like when he was walking in and I, and I can't confirm this, but this seems like the same shop from the other episode with the bikers. When he was in the small town, the, the set that was redressed as um, Hill Valley, uh, it yeah. felt like, it felt like to me, it yeah. looked like the exact same. Like when they walked in, I was like, Oh, there's the back corner where that gal was cooking him a burger before That's the bikers right, came yeah. in. Like, it, it, like I got like, like visceral flashbacks. I can't find confirmation of that, but it felt like that was the same set. But yeah, I mean, it was a really, it was a strange vibe to go into the right. old West kind of town there. So <laughs> well, they, they give you a shootout, a car chase or a game of chicken and then fisticuff showdown between Michael and the husband. Like, so it's all like, very intense. It's a very, yes, it's a, it's a very intense feeling episode, which I get it. Like stakes are stakes are high for Michael. Personally, he's been, uh, acute or charged with second degree, second degree murder. And right. only, uh, only Nicole can help him, Mm-hmm. clear his name and things right. like that so uh so yeah it's a it's a very very kit didn't like going to jail kit was kit was not <laughs> happy about jail this this time he's he's very 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 serious about that so mm-hmm. it's interesting i mean this was clearly i think this is definitely uh, they knew that this was the end of the first season i'm assuming by this point they had already been renewed for a second season so right. that i think they felt like they knew they had more to come but this does feel like an end of certain aspects of the Knight Rider era, whether, whether they know it or not, this yeah. is, this is the last episode where we get when, when, when the action freezes before they go to commercial and the screen goes down into the little corner yeah. and has a shot of it at night. And this, this is the last episode where we get that that's yeah. gone moving forward. Um, this is weirdly, this is the last episode. I don't know any of the legalities behind this of, of why it happened, but this is the last episode where Kit is referred to as a trans am in the second season moving mm. forward. They call Kit a T-top. Uh, so I don't know oh, if that's a Pontiac okay. thing. I don't know if Pontiac mm. changed production, but uh, so there's these little, you know, this is like, again, you feel like the, when you're in the episode, it doesn't feel like a big deal, but moving forward from the season, there are a bunch of these little things that happen for the last time in this episode that you're like, mm, kind of, 
I'll miss that a little bit yeah. moving forward, you know? I, so I wonder, <laughs> I wonder like the T-top, maybe that was the specific version of Trans Am and people were ordering them wrong or something and they wanted to make it's, sure the show said it correctly or? It's very possible. It's also possible that maybe Trans Am, based on the success of Knight Rider, maybe augmented the Trans Am to a specific design yeah. to match like a, they had like a like an exclusive kit edition that they called the T-top. I, yes, I have, I have yeah. no idea. I haven't, I haven't done any research on this. I just found this gotcha. in a little trivia note. So gotcha. yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a, for me, a, kind of a lack of Devin and Bonnie in this finale. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy because oh, yeah. Bonnie won't be back the following season. So yeah, I was like, oh, they, they kind of had disappointing roles in this one. Um, that I just, cause they were their first, uh, first scenes of TV scene. Uh, and Bonnie's like on the phone in the background for that. And then he visits them where they're like, yeah, you should probably not do this. And they're like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And, uh, <laughs> kind of one of those scenes and they don't really feature in the finale, uh, the final scene much at all. So like it, yeah, you're right. Well, and I'm sure that they didn't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming maybe that they didn't know that this is Patricia McPherson's last episode, that Bonnie right. wasn't coming back for season two. I don't know when that decision gets made, but, they, uh, yeah, but yeah they, maybe they yeah. didn't. <laughs> or maybe it was intentional. If maybe they did know and they're like, we got to minimize Bonnie. Like, let's let's work her out. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I, they, they replace uh, her, but I imagine this was shot before. Right. I mean, they probably said they probably got their, you know, their first season they're back nine and then like oh no you know what with the hit when the movie tv movie was a hit i'm sure they greenlit the rest of the season so it probably sometime in may that year before they go back into production made that decision and she probably got paid for season two even though she wasn't in it i would imagine unless they were i mean yeah hasselhoff had been on a multi-year contract but right she was brought in a little later because she wasn't in the TV movie. So that's true. Uh, yeah. Her, her situation was probably different, but so you hinted towards this a little bit with uh, what you're talking about, but did this feel like a big finale episode? Was it bigger stakes? Did, were the guest stars bigger cliffhanger at all? Like, do you not think really not for me? I mean, it didn't, I mean, it had, I think again because it shifted gears so seriously plot wise and focused on Michael instead of mm-hmm. Michael helping others it was Michael having to save himself to me it felt different enough that it put a cap on it for me right. and again it's it's a possibility that by this point they were already greenlit for a season 2 even when they were in production so maybe they were like you know what we don't do anything big like a big cliffhanger cuz we're definitely coming back next year so let's just have fun with it and 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 move on Right. I don't know. You know, I mean, it was it was different enough for me, but it definitely didn't have that kind of climactic season ending vibe that most shows have. Yeah. And I so like. I was like, okay, the guest star wise, uh, there's the uh, Robin Curtis at the time. Who where was Robin Curtis at the time? Well, she was an up and comer uh, like. Because she was in a TV movie called In Love with an Older Woman uh, in 82. 81, she was in that movie Ghost Story, um, the one that had uh, uh, Fred Astaire in it and, and then fellow trekker Alice Creech, uh Craig hey. Lawson. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's, uh, I've seen it before. I think I, I have it on Blu ray, but it's a nifty, it's a little horror movie. Uh, with some bigger names and so like there's i mean she was on like it looks like an episode of general hospital 
Yeah, it becomes a question of was she it's like a it's like a chicken and the egg thing. Was she on Night Rider because she was up and coming or was she on Night Rider because she was doing everything under the yeah. sun and this was part of her being an up and coming. Was she yeah, was you know? she a buzzy actor at the time? Like that's what I'm kind of right. or did this did or did this lend to her buzz? You know, sometimes you get yeah. that casting that's just right place, right time, and you're like, oh yeah, we cast her like uh uh, like we were talking about Star Trek earlier, like what Star Trek Nemesis mm-hmm. had Tom Hardy as as Shinzon. Like, did you know Tom Hardy was going to be a big thing, or did right. we just get lucky with the casting before he exploded? Right, I think it's the latter, but uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. So, so um, the other the, William uh, Smith, he's plays the the husband in this. He's mm-hmm. he was in uh, Any Which Way You Can. He'd go on to be a bad guy in Red Dawn. Um. He's in, I mean, plenty of stuff, but at the time, it's just just been another gig for him. He's in, oh, he's in the Andy Sedaris movie Seven. That's why he's so familiar to me. Uh, gotcha. He did an episode of like Buck Rogers. He did 19 episodes of Hawaii Five O. He played Chemo. Um, BJ the Bear. Yeah, so he's just kind of a guy that's around. So it wouldn't have been like, oh, oh, he played Conan's father and Conan the Barbarian. Uh, there yeah, we go. He's so, got that. Yeah. Uh... He's got that for me. He's got that Danny Trejo kind of vibe, where yes. he's like the strong, mm-hmm. silent type. And when he opens his mouth, you you better damn well listen. <laughs> you know that kind of exactly. vibe. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. So that's where that's where he's at. Uh, so I I didn't feel anything was different than any other episode finale wise until they got to the old West set at the end. I'm like, okay, this is where they're going for it. <laughs> but but in terms of like if you're randomly catching this on TV or something, you'd have never guessed it was the finale of season one. You're no, absolutely right. You did. So, I mean, it doesn't have that or or it doesn't even feel like a sweeps week episode. So, no, <laughs> just, yeah, no, you're right. So, I mean, that's where we're at. But this is different era in television. They didn't have to be that way. They just had to entertain you for this week and maybe do a little extra. Their little extra was the Western set with I mean, you get you get a shootout. You get a car stunt thing, and you get a fist a fist fight, Michael Mono Imano. Oh, and it was a all things considered, it was a fairly sweet wrap up at the end. You know, usually those usually your codas are very comical and mm-hmm. funny, and this this episode instead we get Natalie, the little girl who uh, you know has kind of bonded with Kit over this over the final mm-hmm. act of the show where it becomes a, you know, like a, a thing where she hears him talk and she's very like, you know, uh, as, as only a childlike wonder can have, like she, like she of anyone in the entire season, except for Michael, of course, it, it talks to Kit as yes. a person, the most. Kit right? makes like, the eyes. Just, that's right. He makes graphic, absolutely terrible, creepy graphic yes. eyes. Yep. <laughs> it's like that. But then she, it's interesting to kind of see her talk to him at the end. And, and then Michael comes up and she, you know, she was like, well, I see you again, Kit. It's a very interesting. So, so hear me out on this one. I was thinking about this earlier tonight because you okay. know that a lot of these, a lot of these eighties shows are now getting revived and rebooted, rebooted. We've got a Magnum PI reboot, right? right? Like we've got like these, the, these 80 Hawaii five O's got a, got, got a reboot. So uh, my my thought, my gear started turning. I was like, would they ever like reboot or update for like a current generation Knight Rider? Because for as many things as is is ho hum for Kit to be now with smart cars, mm-hmm. 
he's still very intelligent. Like no car would drive itself like him. Right. No car would like be like your like actual partner. Mm-hmm. So my gears started really turning. And this is probably the writer in me. I'm like, if they were to reboot this, wouldn't it be interesting if they would follow the path? Like, so Natalie, this little girl, let's say that she never forgets Kit. Like he okay. leaves this like last impression on her. She grows up, go gets it, gets it, gets a degree in like, computers and like you know like 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 software design and engineering and stuff mm-hmm. she finds she becomes an adult she finds like the uh, like a rotting broken down old kit in a warehouse gotcha. somewhere infuses him with new technology and then goes on adventures with him like wouldn't okay. that be a badass way to like reboot what, yeah. the series that i mean am i crazy <laughs> no you're not crazy i mean i mean i think part of the thing with night is they've rebooted it multiple times already so i think that's probably you're right i mean what is with it i like no your yeah. idea is great that'd be the way to do it and if you ask David Hasselhoff, they're always bringing it back. So that's what he'll say. Sure, you're right, of course. But this, this, I think that would be a fun way. Yeah, no, I like Michael. That. Like he could guest star as Michael Knight. You wouldn't have right. to like have the guy in his car. It could be the girl in his car. It's a very natural progression into like having you know a different vibe with a you know the with mm-hmm. with a girl in her car going on adventures and also being able to update Kit into the right. modern world things like that. So or you know take his motherboard and put him in a smooth put him in a Tesla like whatever right. do whatever you want like well, there's got to be a way that to fit, figure it out. That fits very much with like how the new. Uh, quantum leap is because that's what i was just gonna say yeah. if we can bring quantum leap back without sam beckett we can we can figure out a way to do night rider well so so the new are you watching the new quantum leap at all i have not okay. no i need to, i need to catch up with it so ernie hudson's character on it uh is a guy that sam leaped into during uh the season three premiere the leap home uh when he went her was it the leap home was that when, when he went to vietnam and yeah. he leapt into um he leapt into a guy there. Um Ernie Hudson's that guy. And gotcha. he has no memory of when Sam leapt into him, but he knows Sam did. And he and he's made it his mission to try to help part he's tr- wants to find Sam. Um and it also has different gives you more explanation on what happens with, you know, kind of like what happens with Good. people after. Yeah. And so there's like that pulling from one random character from an episode this is like what you're saying with night rider that works yes. that if you're fresh to the idea it's still friendly to a new user but it also is like a nice little touch to like say we're still continuing for you folks too so sure i appreciate that that's what to a very lesser extent that's what like some of these tangential star wars shows like the mandalorian like you don't have to know like the history of why people think boba fett's so badass to enjoy the mandalorian so so yeah Yeah. i i I get that i appreciate that vibe for sure so yeah for sure uh yeah um so looking back on knight rider um season what's your general thoughts of this first season you know, I enjoyed this rewatch more than I thought I was going to. I I, mm-hmm. I had a concern that I would go back and and feel like this is a very dated show, like nothing made sense anymore. I was concerned that like my my memory of Kit being a badass car was going to be tempered by the fact that I can get in my own car that is in no way badass, but still talk to it these days and things like that. <laughs> yeah. so, but I uh, I absolutely appreciated what this season did i thought it was great i thought it was fun i see why it was so popular back in the day um yeah i enjoyed it i thought it i thought it was great yeah uh, for I, sure 
I have to say, I was surprised. I thought I was like, this might be a bad idea. Um, and then a few episodes in, I was like, okay, this isn't, you know, this is not the show that my memory served it as possible, possibly being or something like that. And I was like, you know, this is more clever. Like, is it like, oh, I high recommend Knight Rider. You better get back on that. No, no. And it is right. long to get through because it's a old show and it's length, you know, it's a bigger season. Um, and it's not heavily serialized. So, um, picking it up here and there and casually getting through it, that's not going to hurt. And you're going to be pretty, I was more, you know, the crazy thing was I was impressed with Hasselhoff a lot. I'm like, okay, I get why he was the man for, you know, and had this big breakout with this role. Yeah, because absolutely. He's very good. And he's not the type of good I expected. Like I said, I very much feel like he is ahead of his time in the type of action hero lead he's playing here that wasn't really happening in movies at all and wouldn't happen in movies for a while so i was was pretty extensively like that i liked um i liked patricia mcpherson it just surprises me they would dump her after that one and she worked really well in that she was the perfect like cog between the devon and the michael um kind of vibe but i guess they probably thought oh the spunky little girls dime a dozen or something like that i don't know where the issue came yeah. with her being replaced or maybe you know this is the old days where like hey my cousin's kids nephew's daughter's got this thing just kick that girl up or, or i like that girl or i'm sleeping with this girl out there i don't know what the other actress was doing yeah. i'm just saying there are, <laughs> while we think there's some complex reason or some odd professional thing it could be the most unprofessional reason why the shoe was replaced as well yeah so you're right. Uh, but they did fans complain and she comes back in season three. So they that all was right with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 uh, yeah, I was, I'm very surprised at how this turned out. Do you have any, like, can you remember any favorite episodes or anything at all? Or, I mean, not particularly there was, like I said, the, you know, it was definitely, you know, going, going back sometimes when you, go back to rewatch these old shows that you watched or, you know, the, mm-hmm. at least that I watched with a, with a kid. It's part of the reason that I will never probably, I might, I may never again go back and watch Thundercats. Like I'm afraid, like right. I remember it with rose tinted glasses and, you know, you go back and you're like, Oh my God, like what, well, this is a different time. I was a different mm-hmm. person. I was I'm very easily entertained, but this was not that I just, uh, the entire vibe kind of permeated throughout the season of just really just, yeah, just enjoying it. It was, it was unique at the time. There was nothing, nothing like it on TV. Mm. And I still feel like it's unique. There's nothing quite like this to this, to this day that has this blend of everything we just talked about. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I tend to remember from this one, I, the, um, there's the car episode. Can't forget that. Of course. Yes. Uh, the, the recent one we did with the, um, the spy stuff was cool. Um, and I, I want to say, like, I, I remember the Maria Cachita Alonso one. Of course. Um, that one a bit. And uh, yeah, th- there was the. Uh, was it the one where we the uh, Michael had the f- uh, friend and there's the Woody Allen guy. <laughs> I remember that one a bit. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Like the so, weird, like yeah. buddy cop type of. Yeah. Where they yeah. The, the odd couple kind of pairing. Yeah, yes, that was a. Yeah. That was a pretty engaging one. I remember right. the one with his fiance, but for yeah, all the wrong yep, reasons. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I remember that one, but uh, yeah, so there's that one. Um, 
and then Topaz Connections familiar, but I don't know if it's just because it was one of the more recent ones that we did. But yeah, uh, it was it was not bad at all. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was Night Rider. Um, season one, we did it. Another one in the books for Old Space Show. Um, so Tony, uh, let's shift gears and look on the sunset. And before we hit that horizon, where can people find you? Yeah. So if you want to talk about not just Knight Rider, but anything old space or new space, you can come uh, wander over to sciencefiction.com where I serve as the senior editor and we do current stuff as well. We do movie reviews, news, pop culture, current stuff. We do classic retro stuff as well. So try to cover that entire spectrum, having fun over at sciencefiction.com. And of course, if you want to hang out with just me personally or talk to me directly, you can find me on most of the social medias at Tony Schaub. All right. Hashtag honk if you like listening. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brand4KUHD. Written work on whitesoblue.com. Old Space Show is taking a break or hiatus or whatever you want to call it for a bit. I apologize <laughs> to those of you devoted listeners. Are also, I, I always talk to people are always like, I like that old space show. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I do too. But um, it's taking a break for a bit. Um, it will return again uh in some form and i don't mean that as in like it it's going away or sad like i want to continue doing old space show it's just time is a thing uh i can't put a date on when but stay tuned uh there's a very special show that's near and dear to me turning 60 this year and you know i'll have to say some stuff mm-hmm. about it oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> also so since i'm taking i'm pulling the plug on it for a little bit um i will tell you that tony and i's next show that we're going to do that isn't the who thing that i just teased or something like that will be we're taught we're going to do sliders uh yeah we're going to move into the 90s it's still old yes, but it's, it's not quite it, as old. well it's <laughs> old it is old it's still old like you're right i mean if i do like i i'm serious like i i've uh if i do like the christopher eccleston doctor who that is still old because it's almost you're, you're 20 right. it is almost you're right old, so. we i feel old saying that's old but you are 100 yep. correct it, so it's crazy um so yeah so we're the sliders uh will be the next old space show proper uh when it comes back but uh it's probably gonna wait till the end of summer of 93 at 30 which i have been working on uh quite a bit um that's gonna be hitting up very soon here I don't know when. Yeah. So when this, it might be the week after this episode drops. I don't know where it's at, but um, yeah. And then be- right before summer of 93 at 30, once these commentaries end, uh, I am doing a summer uh, movie preview episode uh, with Sabina Graves. And we're going to go over this, this year's summer. We're going to play a little game that we're going to come back to and see who wins it at the end of the summer. So when summer of 93 at 30 ends our summer show for the current stuff we'll pick up and see what happened but a lot of fun stuff so uh appreciate your listening uh and old space show will return um and when it does we're gonna have some more fun so uh stay tuned uh keep keep on the youtube channel i've been posting videos regularly recently so i've been getting a lot of review copies and stuff and people like watching me hold up things and talking about them in the game I appreciate who doesn't it. who doesn't love a good review reaction video who doesn't I, I hate calling them un- <laughs> I hate calling them unboxings but god damn it that's what they are uh, there you go. so okay but one more time Tony from Old Space it's Brandon and Tony not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world the world of Old Space Show 
thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.